You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Ken. You want to go for a ride? Sure, Ken. Jump in. <laughs> Hi, Barbie. I'm Jesse McAnally. <laughs> what the fuck? What am I supposed to say to that? Uh, I'm Ken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater, because he's a Ken. Oh, fuck me. Because I'm a Barbie <laughs> at heart. How are you doing today, Andrew? Oh, man. I'm doing pretty well, actually, except for, well, one small thing. I had to watch this woke movie. <laughs> oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Jess tells me to go to the theater and I'm like, sure, I'm sure it'll be good. I bet I and I get in the theater and it's just it's just woke. There's purple hair everywhere. Just it's so woke. You you set this up and you know I have to make you read an actual Ben Shapiro review. <laughs> like that is happening yes. by the end of this episode. I'm so excited. Ben Shapiro's <laughs> review of this is incredible. It is <laughs> It is certainly a man talking. It's almost as good as the movie. Almost. Almost. Um, in case you haven't picked up what we're throwing down, this week we are talking about the freshly released Barbie movie by Greta Gerwig. Cue the music. Come on, we got important things to do. It's her and her and me and you. And pain goes with everything. Beautiful from head to toe. I'm ready to go. You know, you know. Barbie is a film written and directed by Greta Gerwig and also written by Noah Baumbach um, with music and lyrics by Mark Ronson, Andrew Wyatt, and a bunch of other people, including Billie Eilish, Lizzo, and, you know, a lot of cool people. Based on the toy Barbie by Mattel. Um, the film premiered at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles on July 9th, 2023, and was theatrically released in the United States on July 21st by Warner Brothers Pictures. They've never done anything wrong. Its simultaneous release with Universal Pictures Oppenheimer led to the Barbenheimer phenomenon on social media, which encouraged audiences to see both films as a double feature. The film received positive reviews from critics and has grossed over $823 million worldwide, becoming the third highest grossing film of 2023. And I think it's going to creep up to be the number one by the end of the year, um, considering it's fucking dominating the box office and doesn't show signs of stopping. It is, at this time, the highest-grossing film ever directed by a woman. It'll be the highest-grossing film, like, probably based on toys. It, it is gonna be breaking records pretty quickly, and it's well-deserving of it. Finally, a good film is breaking box office records. Um... <laughs> The plot of Barbie is Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colorful and seemingly perfect world of Barbie land. However, when they get a chance to go to the real world, they soon discover the joys, perils of living among humans. What, what a horrible, horrible thing. Um, Andrew, what did you really think of the Barbie movie? You know what's great is that description that you read thread there yeah makes it sound like it's like one of the fucking like smurfs movies or like something like that <laughs> the alvin like, and chipmunks like, movies yeah like like barbie is gonna be in in the car with uh what's his name like you know there's gonna be <laughs> that's Can I go, Dave? Yep, nobody does that better than 
him. Alvin and the Chipmunks 2. The Squeakwell. In less capable hands, you can see how this film would be on par with something like that. Very easily. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, this is that's kind of what I would have expected. If somebody told me there was going to be a Barbie movie and it was going to be about them going to the real world. That's I would have been like, oh yeah, one of those movies. I was. <laughs> it reminds me of like the first Thor film where you're like, I love Asgard. What we're le- we're leaving? Oh, we're we're going to fucking Albuquerque and hanging out. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, that that was such a terrible decision for that. <laughs> and here, like even by the trailers, I was a little disappointed. They're like, oh, we're going to the real world and dealing with all. And I was pleasantly surprised when I saw the film how very little of the narrative actually takes place in the real world (laughs) it's yeah you expect it to be like a fish out of water story Mm -hmm. but it's actually kind of not like that's only like a very small part of the movie a brief fish out of water like i'd say about 15 minutes of this two-hour film yeah it's it's really not much uh most of the bigger things to say (laughs) (laughs) but the other thing and i had this moment when i was watching it in the theater where i was like you know, the real world is just as stylized and wacky as Barbie Land, which made, which made me much more okay with it. Um, however, it just wasn't as colorful. No. But. And it, pff, yeah. Um, I, I thought it would just be a fun suck, honestly. And it, the fun never stopped in this film. Like, And it is shockingly heartbreaking and full of pathos. And at the same time, possibly the dumbest film I've ever seen. And I loved every second of it. It is both incredibly dumb, but also (laughs) surprisingly smart. Yes. And I (laughs) love that about it. Um, The theater I went to to -hmm. watch this was completely fucking slammed. Same. Like just everybody. And and I I didn't like go on opening week even. I don't think. I'm pretty sure I went like three weeks after it came out. And you went on like a (laughs) Tuesday, didn't you? Oh, it was a fucking Tuesday, yeah. I mean, there was a it's a deal night on Tuesdays, but still, like it's it was a while out from it like, okay. releasing and I went like so Michigan has the largest screen in the Midwest, and you know what? Oppenheimer wasn't playing on it. You know, it was <laughs> Barbie. <laughs> I saw it at one PM on a Saturday, full theater, like at least four hundred seat theater. Um, same theater I saw Dear Evan Hansen in. Um that Jesus. was Jesus. Um and by the end of it. I was walking out in a sea of girls crying into their boyfriends or their father's sh- shirts. So many pink shirts, so many girls, so many. And it was the most full I had ever seen this theater. And this is a very popular theater. I've been to Endgame and stuff, and it wasn't this filled up. Dude, I had I had the audience literally clapping. Same. For, like, certain parts. Like, I've never even been in a theater where that happened other than, like, the end of a Marvel movie or yeah. some shit. This is clapping because <laughs> of a narrative, not because of, oh, I recognize that. Oh my God, it's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> this, it was because of the narrative being strung along. I think the best place to start with this, what is, what do you know about Greta Gerwig as a performer, as an actress, as a director? I'm going to be honest, I, I know very little. Um, You saw the little women movie, though. I did, yeah, and actually, I did like that as well. I think so. that film is brilliant, and you uses a narrative I don't particularly like, because I do not like Little Women as a story very much at all, um, but she used putting the beginning and the end of the book concurrently together is such a brilliant way to tell that story and streamline it so much, and it just made it so much more engaging. Um, uh, but you haven't seen Lady, uh, Lady Bird, have you? No, I've not seen Lady Bird. I've seen like trailers, but I've never watched it. Lady Bird is also very good. It shows that she has a a big mindset um into the musical theater. There's references to Cabaret and Merrily Roll Along in there. Um but she also did a film so she has this is her third sole director credit. Um this she directed Nights and Weekends with Joe Swan- Swanberg as well, but not as many people talk about that. It's it's pretty good too. But as a sole director, she is three for three. And honestly, I think this is her best film by a lot. This is the, I mean, I obviously haven't, I haven't seen all three, but of the two that I've seen, this one I had more fun at. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is just a more fun movie, it's I think. Just yeah. more your speed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I liked uh, Little Women, but it's not something I'd be like, oh, let's watch that again. Like, that was a blast. <laughs> you know? No. Uh, but, um, uh, this this I would watch again, unironically. <laughs> I would actually like to go see this in the theaters one more time. Um, 
because so many jokes just come out of left field and didn't see coming. And not all of them work for me, <laughs> sincerely, but they go so fast that there's one that does work for me the next time around. And while I think this is a perfect film, I do have things I particularly don't like about it, which are... I don't think that this movie could be better, though. E and I think... E I, I don't know how you could make it better, because I think it... Even though it's so good, it is still mildly held back by the fact that it is a Barbie movie. Why does like, that it, hold it, it has, back? It has to appeal to the, the brand that's making it, you know? Like, they can't go maybe as far as they maybe would have wanted to on some levels. Um, although they allow them to go pretty far. <laughs> they did. Um, and I've read people that had, um, seen other versions like test screening versions and like in that one, the motherfucker was not bleeped. Um, and there was additional line about like the people at Mattel, we want to thank them for letting us portray them so negatively, like said by the narr narrator and things like that. Um, but it seems like they got away with a lot because they kind of had confidence in their director, which is great. <clears throat> I mean, I think that this movie makes Mattel look really good, even though it in the movie, they look really yeah, bad. But it's just like it makes them look good because they allowed this movie to get made. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there are, you know, there most people are cast perfectly like Ryan Gosling. Incredible in this film, like career redefining. Oh, just actually perfect like hilarious mm -hmm. like just an amazing uh character <laughs> and margot robbie um is both the producer and the main creative driver of this and the star of it um and she is a walking barbie doll in real life and is incredible um the only thing that would have been better is if she could have sung some songs in there because <laughs> we got the ken songs but there wasn't really any like barbie songs um, I think that Greta Gerwig would have lent more into musical numbers if Margot Robbie was a singer. There's a famous quote from James Gunn who made Suicide Squad that's like, yeah, Margot Robbie was intimidating because she's like one of the most perfect people, but I was really starting to like her when I tried to ask her to sing and realized she could not sing a note, and I realized, oh god, she is human. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm noticing that she, the only time you hear her sing is she's singing along to a radio song, and it's meant to be awkward bad. Um, whereas Ryan Gosling, yes. Mr. La La Land, sings a full-on musical number, and he sounds better than he did at any point in La La Land. <laughs> he sings an actual full musical number. He sings a like a, a rock song as well. Yes. He does a cover of uh, what that what, what's that fucking song called? Because uh, I am, because I am, whatever that song is. Yeah, I forget. I forget. I want to push you around, and I will. Yeah, and I it, will. He sings like the whole song. Yeah, and <laughs> it is so much better than anything he sang in La La Land. What were, they, what were they holding him back? Did he get lessons in between? I don't know. He, he, he sounded great, though. He sounded incredible, <laughs> and he dedicated to this. And I don't know if you've seen interviews with him or read the interview where he said why he took this role. Uh... I definitely heard it, and I can't remember where I heard it from. Uh, but it was like something. It was something about how uh, he found a Ken like laying in the mud or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was offered the role, <laughs> and he's like, "I don't really see a way in." Then he went outside and saw his daughter playing with her dolls, and then he saw the Ken doll in the mud being ignored. And he's like, "I will tell your story. I must <laughs> tell his story." The way that they do Barbie Land specifically, they recreate all the toys and they put some thought into it, like. There's no stairs because Barbie houses don't need stairs because you will just move them where you want them. Yeah, and they literally just show them like just floating to where they would want to go. Yes. I think the best thing about it and what I really like is that it doesn't make it real. It's still just like plastic toys. Like yes. the Like there's a beach and the water doesn't move. <laughs> and Ken's job is beach. I think the funniest gag uh, that I like I found and, and it's just it's right near the beginning so it's like I think it's the one that just was like damn this movie's gonna be funny as hell isn't it Ken just like runs with the surfboard into the water and just hits the wave and just falls down <laughs> and it's and, just like what the fuck 
it's like you almost expected something else to happen there, like magic or something, like the wave would start moving. Yeah, or, something impressive and just, fun. It just fucking hits it and falls down. <laughs> and the fact that the backdrops are painted, everything is painted, everything is artificial, but honest, I love it. It's really great. There's nothing to say about this that isn't just pure positivity, I don't know. I got one or two. Okay, go ahead. Go, bitch. What is... I really don't like Will Ferrell as the the president of Mattel. Really? I thought he was pretty funny. Here's the thing. He didn't disappear into his character the way that everyone else did. When I see Ryan Gosling, I kind of just saw Ken. And same with Margot Robbie as Barbie. They kind of melded. When I see Will Ferrell, he was just kind of playing Will Ferrell. And I felt like they were fairly confused with what they represented. Because they weren't, quote unquote, bad people they were just men but he's not a man that hate that will likes the fact that ken is popular because he appreciates and respects women um and it felt like they wanted you to like him too much and will ferrell was just being too goofy i wish they had just made him like more of a bureaucrat more of like i wouldn't say a man's man but more of like the traditional like business guy you know who i would put in there that would i think would have probably been a really good fit Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman coming in there and give him all the same lines with just like a little bit of like that, that shit eating approach. Um, I think it would have worked a lot better and felt a little bit more like a snidely business guy and instead of Will Ferrell just playing like, I'm Will Ferrell and I like being here. I think there's a reason for it, though, and I think that the movie, and I think something I really like, and we haven't even discussed like the politics of this at all. We have which not. Is, actually is important. Um, but I think the movie is incredibly nuanced in a lot of ways. There's really no yeah. bad guy. Like, I think it's very obvious if you, when you watch the movie and I think you should go watch the movie. So spoilers, yes. but you should go watch it. Go see this um, movie. Yeah. Well, it's in theaters. Yeah. See it with an audience. It'll be better. This movie is a hundred percent worth, <laughs> worth seeing no matter who you are really. Um, but spoilers, if you watch the movie, Ken is the bad guy, I would say. Like, he's he's the villain of the movie. The patriarchy is the bad guy. <laughs> I, I mean, if you want to be more realistic, yes, it is. Because Ken isn't even really the bad guy. And at the end of the movie, he even gets, like, a redemption thing. But <laughs> Yeah, he, he really didn't like patriarchy once he found out it wasn't about horses. <laughs> I think he was lying when he said that, but... <laughs> no. Okay. I really like Greta Gerwig's quote on this. Where What's she, that? they were like, "Why is Ken so obsessed with horses?" Because she's, and she replied, "Well, horses are this m- thing that you see men riding as like cowboys and things. But if you've never seen a horse before, you wouldn't be sure if you were controlling the horse or the horse was controlling you, or if it was an extension of you or whatnot." So I think Ken's just fascinated by the fact that horses exist. I, I, <laughs> I think that that's very fair. But I, I do think, I mean, it's it's obviously a very funny joke, but, like, if you're trying to represent patriarchy, I mean, men as on statues of horses, like, yes. is kind of a big thing. So, <laughs> um, but, like, there's really no actual bad guys, though. No. It, everyone is very nuanced. But no, uh, I've and, read a review that said it was very anti-man and totally woke. What are you talking about? Yeah, see, the thing is... Um, People that are really dumb are actually allowed to write reviews for movies. <laughs> Listen to our um, podcast and you'll know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sometimes people that are very dumb will write bad reviews of things. Um, uh, uh, spoilers for what's coming ahead. But what do you think the politics of this movie are? Because you said that it does have... This is a very political movie and I don't disagree. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not even hiding it it's a, it no. is overt they use the word patriarchy many times in the movie uh <laughs> uh barbie land is like an idea space kind of like it's not i mean they shut it down in the movie they don't want to explain it but it kind of is it's like just a place where ideas exist mm-hmm. and ken brings the idea of patriarchy there um and barbie has to uh get rid of it mm-hmm. um by, I mean, she basically gets rid of it by implementing matriarchy, but that's what they well, already matriarchy, had. Matriarchy. Okay, so Barbie Land basically is run by the Barbies and Ken. Barbie Land is a matriarchy, yes. but it's not a. It's it's like it's a, it's an inverse of the real world. Yeah. It's is what it is. Um, because Barbie was created to be like the girl power thing. Yes. So of course, in a girl power world, the it's a matriarchy. Duh. <laughs> 
And I love the idea that whatever is going on in the real world is happening to the Barbies, which is why you have Kate McKinnon's character, Weird Barbie, that is the Barbie that you draw all over, cut the hair off, and start making do the splits all the time. And the linchpin of this, the inciting incident, is Barbie is suddenly depressed and having thoughts about death and feeling unpleasant. And that's because in the real world, this bratty teenage girl who doesn't want to play with her Barbie anymore her mother starts playing with her Barbies and starts putting adult emotions into her play. Yes. And of course, the adult emotions don't really work in a place like Barbie land. Yes. Um, so it kind of all falls apart. Uh, and then when Ken brings back, because Ken is stupid. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I think the idea there is Ken has never had a job of any kind. He's just Ken. There's no, there's no like Dr. Ken or anything like that. I don't know. He's just Ken. <laughs> So when he goes to the real world and he sees just men rule everything, he's just like, well, damn, that's sick. But he can't get a real job because he has no qualifications. And even in the real world where it is a patriarchy, being a man isn't enough to just immediately have a job. <laughs> and I'm glad they addressed that. Like, <laughs> I don't know why that montage was like so satisfying to see, but it was. Well, I think the, the funny thing is it's both funny and it's a nuanced like way of shutting down the shit where it, where people like Ben Shapiro will be like the patriarchy doesn't exist. I'm a man and I can't just be president because I'm a man. And it's like that's not how this works. <laughs> like that's that's like Ken's understanding of it. You know, that's like the the dumb dumb understanding. <laughs> like the main reason that he feels like he has power is because a woman asked him what time it was. And he's like, someone wanted information that they thought I knew and I could give it to them. I got respected. So it's, it's funny. And yes. then he takes it back and he turns Barbie land into, into Kendom, um, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> and in the real world, that's reflected by suddenly all the Mattel products are Ken products. And Barbie goes back and brings real-world women with her. Yes. And so when... And this, is, this, I think, is worth explaining. When Ken turns Barbie land into a patriarchy, the Barbies are into it. Like, they like it. They get brainwashed into it. Because they believe in the ideology. They believe it fully, and they're brainwashed, essentially. Um, and so it takes a real person, a real woman who has lived in the real world in a patriarchy to come in and explain that it's not good, actually, and here's all the reasons why. Uh, and then the audience clapped. <laughs> yeah, but did you feel that it was offensive to you when the one girl said that she was obsessed with Zack Snyder's Justice League? No, because I don't like Zack Snyder, and I never watched Justice League. Good. Though a person next to us in the audience was upset about that. Really? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> What did they do? They just were like, uh, I kind of thought that was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Out loud to himself? Yes. Uh, dude, this guy was talking the entire fucking movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I I only had one moment where I kind of got a little disruptive, and it was when one of the Kens started mansplaining Photoshop, and I just couldn't stop laughing. Because it was that's you. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Right? That's me. I did that. <laughs> I do that. I think I... <laughs> They used the wrong movie, but I've definitely done the one where I explain a movie. Yeah. You know? Not The Godfather, uh, though. I've never actually been able to watch The Godfather all the way through because it's so fucking boring. Um, no, it isn't. You're wrong. It's It really is. I cannot watch that shit. That film <laughs> is like the most like, let's show why toxic masculinity is bad kind of films I've ever seen. Um, I and then all the people who are like toxic masculine people are like, it's, Hang on, this is my favorite movie well, ever. Yeah, look at, it's because me. it shows the horrors of toxic masculinity, and they're like, oh, that's so bad, eh? <laughs> Yeah, but that's like every movie that does that. Yeah, Taxi Driver. Um, I feel American like, Psycho. <laughs> I feel like we're doing a disservice to this without talking, like, I felt emotionally touched by this film, and I feel like if I explain how it got we're there... We're just explaining the plot, and we're not really explaining any of the stuff that happens yeah like in between barbie discovers what it's like to be a human and wants more than her physical being as a doll and wants to experience both the pain she wants to feel cellulite she wants to have these difficult feelings so i think that the movie and you asked me what i think its politics are yeah. it is it is obviously feminist but i think more so it's just humanist like overall 
Yeah. Um, Because if the movie is really against anything, it's the idea of being like a plastic doll. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Which it's being reduced to objectifying, which for both men and women, if you are a doll, that is what you are, is an object. And Barbie in the end decides she wants to be more than an object and experience all the pains and strife of life in the the most incredible like like oh my god is this really happening in the barbie movie kind of emotional sequence between her and the quote-unquote creator of barbie as played by rhea perlman yeah and it's really great and there's another great scene where she when she first goes to the real world where Mm -hmm. she like meets uh like an old woman and she i mean she's like looking around and just seeing people doing stuff and she's crying about it yeah which you know then she looks at this old woman and she's like you are beautiful and she's like don't i know it it's a wonderful moment and it just touches your soul and it really is it does contrast really well with something like a Zack snyder film which is Zack snyder movies are maybe the least humanist movies ever to exist (laughs) like i think that they actively hate human humanity and humans in general and they want them to die I mean, am I wrong? You're not wrong. (laughs) I just find it very funny. (laughs) So it's like, it is funny contrasting those two types of things. It is. Um, I had a, I had a point I was about to make and I had done, done, gone and forgot it. Um, oh, so in the first act, they set up that they don't have genitalia. Like Barbie outright says, I don't have a vagina. I don't, I don't have any of that stuff. I don't got any parts. I mean, Ken says he has a dingo, though. I mean, he was lying. He was lying. (laughs) And the last line of this movie, (laughs) like, they make you think that she's going in for, like, a business job and whatnot, but no, she's just going to her gynecologist. Because Barbie has a vagina at the end. Because she's a human. And that is the last line of the movie. One last point before we move on to previews. Did you notice when Barbie goes to the school because she thinks she's going to visit the girl i believe her name was sasha she goes to the lunch table full of the quote-unquote mean girls and you know who they all are no they were made to look like every one of the bratz dolls and we're given the names <laughs> of the bratz dolls i there's <laughs> no way i would have ever noticed that but i'll have to look for that i think sasha I like sasha is specifically a bratz doll and like all of them are dressed the same way in the same races and all that like and that is a very funny and subtle pointed reference to show that Barbie is much nicer than Bratz. <laughs> I mean, Bratz was always kind of the uh, edgy version version of Barbie, right? Passion for fashion. Passion for fashion. Passion for fashion. It's time to go on to previews. And today we're going to be looking at America's favorite critic, Ben Shapiro, and his opinion on the Barbie movie. I think this review went fairly viral but we've made fun of ben shapiro via ben brantley enough times that i think it's time we make fun of the the original the real deal yes andrew so what did ben shapiro think about the barbie movie i absolutely fucking hate ben shapiro (coughs) um he is just the worst like just the actual worst so uh this will be funny i think i hope so um i it's since he did it as a YouTube video, this is kind of, it's a difficult transition, I think. So, good luck. Why don't you give it a read, Andrew? So, Ben Shapiro on The Ben Shapiro Show, uh, hosted by, what, The Daily Wire, or whatever the yeah, fuck what? his company's called. Piece of shit. Fucking assholes. <laughs> uh, he, he went on YouTube and he said, <clears throat> Hollywood decided to empty out its own IP here. They decided they were going to take golden piece of I- IP, and they were going to just smash it and turn it into weird Barbie. And I got to tell you, and this is going to have some ramifications for Barbie the brand. I don't know why Barbie the brand would hand this property over to people who clearly hate the property. In the real world, the patriarchy rules men and are really bad. Women need to separate off from men and hate men in order to be unblinded by to the patriarchy. And the, <laughs> the fuck is that? You're blinded I, by I, the I patriarchy, did, I guess. I, I, I'm actually kind of like, he's going so fast. Is this... Is this verbatim? Yeah. Did you copy? This is this exactly was, what he says uh, in the video. Text transcript from the YouTube Jesus video. Fuck. This it's nonsense. Um, and remember, this was a 43-minute video. I just took the last chunk. Okay. And they can overthrow the patriarchy and create paradise. That is the thesis of this film. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> last comment. 
whenever I do film reviews like this, you know, lengthy film reviews of movies like this, the left is, is I was like, why are you taking this so seriously? How dare you take this so seriously? If you were taking it seriously, maybe you should have watched the fucking movie and like, you know, engaged with it a little bit. Open and not mind, just, you know? Yeah, if you were taking it seriously, that's what you would do. You're not taking it seriously. That's actually the problem. Well, because this is a movie where hundreds of millions of dollars will be expended. They got people to watch it. And as a heavily political message, it is explicitly designed to divide men from women. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just straight up not. That's not even in the movie in the slightest. Like, literally, Barbie <laughs> says, it's Barbie and it's Ken. You are not just an and. You are your own person and you have to find your own value. I even wanted to talk about this a tiny bit, but like people are talking about how this is like super feminist and whatever. And it is, it is. But like the message they have for Ken at the end where it's like, Hey men, you are enough without having the, the sexy girlfriend or whatever that the society tells you. Yeah. You need. That won't define you. That's a good message for men that a lot of men need to hear, <laughs> you know, like, uh, so fuck Ben Shapiro fucking asshole. <clears throat> Uh, I don't even remember where I was. This is just a blob of text. It really uh, is. Uh, uh, um, it has these negative messages directed at kids. It is supposed to be a kids movie. It's rated PG-13. It is not marketed to PG-13. It is marketed to PG. No, wait, what are you even fucking talking about? <laughs> he's angry that kids might see this movie about Barbie. Yeah, well, Ben Shapiro is mad that kids might see this movie because that would make them not hate humanity like him and Ben Shapiro hates humanity. They might find self value by watching this movie. Yeah. And if they have self value, they'll have no reason to watch the daily wire. Yeah. They can't possibly watch the daily wire. <laughs> if They value themselves. <laughs> it is marketed to mom. So we're going to skip the PG 13 rating and bring their daughters anyway. It's a culturally relevant moment, a very culturally relevant moment. And so the entire left to times to the tab, the what, hey, what the fuck is happening? Okay, hang on. So hang the on. entire left to times to pay the tab, the face tattoo syndrome. Watch as we take a piece of your children's IP and wear a skin around like a mask, like animal. <laughs> and we notice it. And then they're like, oh, how you noticed it. You're, they're obviously very upset. I find it upsetting when material based on children's IP marketed to the little girls actually ends up being angry feminist claptrap that aliens <laughs> men from women undermines what? basic human values and promotes falsehoods at the same time. What's and I angry think about it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is not angry an angry movie at all. No, it's it's literally the opposite. It's one of the most like wholesome, like kind movies you could watch. <laughs> like li like the Kens have a fight on hobby horses, and that is as violent as it gets. They have a dance off where at the end they realize that they shouldn't be fighting because they're all the same. <laughs> yes it is the most anti-violent anti-anger kind of film and it ends the the faction between the barbies and the kens has ended over a conversation yeah a conversation where they mutually agree to something and that's it's so fucking i did fuck see okay a friend of mine t went to this movie with like her co-workers and her boss and her boss hated the movie because like why didn't the kens get a supreme court justice and i'm like it took America uh, around 200 years to get a female on there. The Kens can wait. It's it's a joke. The joke is yeah. that it's like the opposite of the real world. Exactly. Where it took women forever to get even Fucking close to morons. equality, and they still don't even have it. But nope. It, but that's the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's keep going. Um, I will keep reading. I, I see, I see, communist Chinese government here. <laughs> I, we have to keep, we have to keep moving. Yes. So we'll see what the income trajectory for this film is. By the way, it's just going to die in China. The overseas market for this film. Good luck with the Chinese communist government putting their kids in front of this sort of stuff. It's not going to happen. Final rating out of 10 Barbies. How many Barbies? 10 out of 10 being good? The answer is negative all the Barbies. Negative all of them. <laughs> I honestly, just as a piece of film, this sucker goes negative in my bottom 10 Barbie. ever, ever. It is that 
bad. Not just because of the politics, because the plot makes no sense, because the writing makes no sense, because the acting half the time makes no sense. The entire film is a dog's vomit. It is a dog's breakfast of a film. So yeah, I'm going to go with negative infinity Barbies. It is that bad. If 10 out of 10 Barbies is the stereotypical Barbie, this is Barbie ahead of atop the robot body made by the weird kid from Toy Story 1. That's what this is. And also, by the way, Oppenheimer is good. I'm so happy all that's on film. Barbenheimer, see it in, see it in theaters. I have no comment on Oppenheimer. I haven't seen it yet. Um, it looks good, but... It's fine, probably. <laughs> have you not seen it either? I have not. Who has three hours to sit in a movie theater? I don't. I don't have three hours after work before I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then go to work again. This this is just terrible. Like, this is... <laughs> I didn't see one proper critique in there. Like, you can say what you want about us and how we just shit talk or whatever the fuck. I mean, we're not professional critics either. I don't think we've ever made critiques that are this bad. And yeah, we're not professional critics. Ben Shapiro is paid for this shit. <laughs> I mean, we're paid for this. We have wonderful patrons, too. Let's not... We do have wonderful patrons, but Ben Shapiro has paid the big bucks for this. <laughs> By real companies. <clears throat> He's got Ben Shapiro sponsors. owns a company. <laughs> so, this is hard to disagree with this review. I give it negative Barbies. I... <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about, like, Ben Shapiro and that whole section of, like, the right-wing madness, that's a whole fucking thing, but it's I think it's pretty obvious just reading this small portion of a 40-minute fucking movie review that he has nothing to actually say, and he's just full of shit. <laughs> you know what? Ben Shapiro, he's a part of, like, the, the, the conservative elite. Let's compare our opinions to those of the true down-to-earth people. It's those folks on Letterboxd.com. It's time for the Letterbox game. One star, five stars. Andrew, I'm going to read you real Letterbox reviews, and you have to tell me whether they are one star or a five star, just based on the review alone. Are you ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> All right. First one, and this is exactly how it's written, and I'm going to read it as phonetically as I can. Good movie, cause B backed me up. They loved it? Five stars. That is a one star. I don't get it either. <clears throat> Good movie, because B backed me up. All right, next one. <clears throat> the only thing needed to solve inequality is to vocalize female oppression. Nobody has ever tried that before. Definitely don't enact actual change by attacking anything meaningful. Just cancel all the mean men, then everything will be perfect. That is definitely what the movie was trying to say. You nailed it. Uh, I mean, I think that's obviously a one star, but... That is correct. Why? Another Ben Shapiro-level <laughs> review, though. I, I mean, I think that they're coming from it from the opposite pr perspective there. That was like a, a a feminist critique of the movie, except for uh, it was a very uh, dumb one. Sorry. Yeah. They. <laughs> Why does Ken's laugh sound like Timothy? Is it intentional? Referring to Timothy Chalamet, I'm assuming. One star. That is a five star. You know, fuck me. <laughs> they took away his cock ring and three angry emojis. One star for sure. Yep. There's no way that's a five star. They took away his cock ring. They took away his cock ring. That is correct. <laughs> Ken meet up in the men's bathroom. See you there. Is it a beach off, do you think? Uh, they're going to beach each other off. <laughs> five stars. Five stars. That, that is correct. Barbie is not a Barbie. I don't think that's true, actually. Uh, but we're going to go with one star because they wanted it to be a Barbie. That is a five star, implying that she was made to be a real human, I think. Fuck, it's like Pinocchio all over again. What is with everybody wanting to make Pinocchio movies? This is a Pinocchio movie! Oh no! <laughs> she even got permission from her creator, Geppetto, to be human again. Oh my god, it is just Pinocchio again. Well, sorry, Guillermo. Even women want to make Pinocchio. It's not even, it's not even just the men. <laughs> <laughs> she becomes a real girl at the end. <clears throat> All right, it's so diff to be a girl. Damn, so fucking true. One star. That is correct. Um, all right, one more. <clears throat> this toy ad was created to milk the most money from a brainwashed American public. Women, good, men, bad. Sorry, women, good, men, bad. Imagine these words in pink instead of wasting your money to see commercials for Chevy, Mattel, Target, and many more that, that want you to know that it, they're in the real world. The patriarchy is still here. We're just better at hiding itself. Imagine being so insecure that you watch a movie that ends 
with a man saying that he is enough by himself. I am a enough. Excuse you. Yeah, and then and then saying that this movie hates men. Imagine being that insecure. Like, can you can you picture that? I can. Maybe, I just saw it twice. I think. Yeah, he he probably has like a his penis is an innie probably. You know. <laughs> um, okay, so one star. I mean, come on. That is correct, and you have won the letterbox game. <laughs> Either way, let's move into the mid show and then talk about these songs. Andrew, do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted dietitian-approved meals delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and, of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely, and I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, to my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com slash musicals50 and use code musicals50 to get 50% off. That code, musicals50, at factorsmeal.com slash musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They're going to call him Dwayne the Pebble Johnson next to you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana, too. You'll, you'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. <laughs> so go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Andrew. Do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? 
Oh, absolutely. And I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factors two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up with fast restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, to my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew, with offerings like Protein Plus and Keto. You can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com slash musicals50 and use code musicals50 to get 50% off. That code, musicals50, at factorsmeal.com slash musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They're going to call him Dwayne the Pebble Johnson next to you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana, too. You'll, you'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. <laughs> so go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but we've got a show at you. Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors over at Patreon. Patreon's this great place where you get to hang out with us. We do our monthly meetups, and we're going to do a lot more commentaries. In fact, me and Andrew are recording one this Saturday, so... Really, by yeah. the time this episode's up, you should have a new commentary ready to listen to. Plus, and think about this, Musicals with Cheese is built by women. Like, the two of us, we love women. So, like, when you donate to Musicals with Cheese, you're supporting women. That is not true. <laughs> Maybe when Brie was here, we could have said that, but no. <laughs> no. It's the, it's the joke from the movie. Oh, is That's it the Mattel? Will Smith, oh, Will Ferrell. Will Smith says. Will Smith? <laughs> Will Smith? No, no, Will Smith said, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Dude, I'm so drunk right now. I'm like... <laughs> All right, our current patrons are Melissa Goldman, Danielle Renix, Justice Stampedio, and Cassidy, Monica Thoreau, Brent Black, Nathaniel Stacey Coombe, Joseph Evans Green, Mary Lou Choquette, John Vanals, Russ Walker, Musical Hell, Emily Gracie, Kyle Summers, Janae C, Scoot in the Technicolor, Dreamcoat, Liz Lim, Nothing is Certain Except Beth and Taxes, Thesbian, Benjamin, Robert Benjamin, Jessica T, Mitchell Young, Chai Teacup, Chris Marcoat, Layla, RJ Nareja, Bjorn Hermans, Toriana Frazier, Sammy, The Adequate Amount, Jacobson, Lionel Morton, Kaylee Blazier, Cinemageddon Reviews, Villainous Miss, Sofiana Ali, The Omega Geek, Paige Pearson, Maddie Wargle, Alisa Erdman, Anna Loskatova, Sarah Den Blechier, Evan Ball, Zachary Torres, Rora Morasso, Mara Forloin, Captain Rotastic, Lisa L., Possessed Washing Machine, Nick Rotan, Julia Hardy, Jay Kusia, Caitlin Bridgman, Sydney Hicks, Anne Bell, Billy Clifton, Andrew Wright, and the Red Caboose. Kaboom. They give us a little extra financial support that helps to keep the lights on here at Musicals of Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us and get all that cool stuff, come join them over at Patreon. All right, kids, let's get back to the show! <laughs> So for this film that is not a musical, technically, it has a lot of musical numbers, including not one, but two opening numbers, as performed by notably recently problematic figure Lizzo. You know, the movie didn't know, okay? It's the fine. movie didn't know. Um, I do. I didn't know it was Lizzo when I first saw the movie, but I did have a lot of fun while it was going on, and I thought the lyrics were really fun. What did you think of it? The song Pink. 
funny i mean it's it's literally just uh like the song is just describing what is happening on screen kind of it's interesting in that way <laughs> um and the comparison between the original pink and pink parentheses bad day is great because they do like a funny version of it after where she's not having a good day and it's, mm-hmm. it's bad um i really like the difference between like there's a point in the song where they spell out the word pink and in the good day version it's p pretty I, intelligent, N, never sad, K, cool. Um, and then they keep that structure up for the for the bad day, which is P, panic, I, I'm scared, N, nauseous, K, death. <laughs> it is everything that sets up the tone of what this movie will be. Uh, it's just it, everything at the opening is so funny. They do a great job. It is. It really is. And it's just... It makes you very happy in that like bubblegum sort of way, which Ben Brantley once used as a negative term um, to refer to the Legally Blonde musical. And I say it with absolute love for this Barbie movie. Um, And just like, I love the way it gets into the chorus. Like, I love the pre-chorus bridge, which is like, um, it's her, A, and her, and me, and you, and Pink! (laughs) Um, I love it. It makes me so happy. It is I, I know that Lizzo is not the nicest person by all accounts right now. Um, is the perfect person for this, and the movie made the right call for this moment. I think it's very fun. Yeah, did a great job. Now that being said, let's talk about the the big number, the one the one that looks like it. They spent a lot of money making it, and that is "I'm Just Ken," as performed by Ryan Gosling. Doesn't seem to matter what I do. I'm always number two No one knows how hard I tried Oh, oh, I, I have feelings that I can't explain Driving me insane All my life been so polite But I'll sleep alone tonight Cause I'm just kidding Anywhere Okay, yeah, this is maybe the best part of the movie. He's just Ken. Uh, the song itself is pretty good. I like that it has like multiple parts. Um, it's like kind of a, a like ballad. It's just kind of a ballad about him being depressed about himself in a way. But then it becomes like a dance off, and they have like this amazing choreographed sequence that looks like a a, a scene from like a like a 70s uh, musical movie um specifically they they're doing and they wonderfully did like a five like frame clip of grease earlier it is definitely a reference to the movie grease yes which i say this song is better than any scene in grease yeah i mean grease uh not the best but still a funny reference and God damn, it's shot really well, and I was pretty impressed that they they put that in the movie. <laughs> I don't know, what's your thoughts on it? <clears throat> I think it's like one of the top tier moments of the film, and absolutely, absolutely um, plot centric because sincerely, like it is, it's how they distract them from not voting for the Supreme Court, <laughs> changing the Constitution because they all fight each other. It also just has a. a good ending though as well where they they all stop fighting and realize that they're all the same because they're all just ken um and then they also realize that they missed the vote (laughs) (laughs) and then they ride back on their hobby horses you know something we didn't bring up at all we didn't bring up alan (laughs) alan is funnier if you don't bring him up i just think the one thing i gotta bring up 
the fact that they have a Scott Pilgrim style action scene with Michael Sarah beating the shit out of other Kens is wonderful. Well, he's not a Ken, he's Alan. Oh, I know, but Alan is beating the shit out of like construction worker Kens. I, I don't understand Alan as a concept in that, like, why did Mattel make him ever? He's and Ken's I buddy. Is, I get that that is the joke. Like, that's the joke. That's why he's in the movie is because it's like, what the fuck? Why does this character exist? But also, what the fuck? Why does this character exist? <laughs> I think he's wonderful. Um, and I think that Ken's song almost is the climax of the movie if there wasn't an emotional climax that follows about 10 minutes later. Which, I guess we should talk about that. And Billie Eilish, she wrote a song called What Was I Made For? Which is the emotional climax of the film. And it hits so hard. And I love it so much. I used to float. Now I just fall down. I used to know. But I'm not sure now what I was made for. What was I made for? Taking a drive I was an ideal Not so alive Turns out I'm not real Just something you paid for What was I made for? Now, what is your opinion on the song as well? Do you have an opinion on Billie Eilish as an artist? I, honestly, I, I don't think I really do. Not, not a person I listen to very often. No. Um, nor know very much about. So she's very young. I think she's only like 20. Um, she's been making music with her brother Phineas for years. And she's done a bunch of things like The Bad Guy and things like that. Um, I know that song, but that's just because it was a meme. And she won an Oscar for No Time to Die. Like, she is much younger than both of us, and she's already done ten times the things that we will ever do. I don't know. Has she been on every roller coaster in Ohio? <laughs> she is the type that probably <laughs> has, sincerely. Um, have you been to Kings Island yet? Yeah, I went last week. Was it good? Oh, dude, the Beast. Oh, The Beast is so long. I wish you could have ridden the Son of Beast, though. The Son of Beast is intense, terrifying, and you think you might die. I felt that way on The Beast. Really? <laughs> yeah. The Beast was just a calm ride. Like, if that's what you felt on The Beast, Son of Beast is a different story. Nah, bro, I was terrified on The Beast. I thought that shit was flying off the tracks at any moment. <laughs> what? And it's like yeah. five minutes long. It's like one of the longest rides ever. And you're yeah, just always going through trees. And uh, I like Mystic Timbers a lot. I thought Banshee was really good, which is replace son of beast but do you have did they have the top gun ride still i'm I'm sure they call it something different now oh the bat yeah because when i was yeah. a kid everything was based on paramount movies so there was like an indoor um tomb raider ride which was really cool yeah they still have the italian job coaster but it's not <laughs> called that anymore i've also never seen or heard of anything about the italian job except for that it has a roller coaster i guess or it had a roller coaster um yeah <laughs> but billy eilish very talented um, singer-songwriter. I and thought that this song was really good, and this this moment in the movie is extremely effective. Um, and music is half of that, so I'm sure it, it worked really well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's specifically about, like, what was I made for, which is what Barbie's at. Like, why do I exist if I can't have all the feelings that come with being a human, both the bad and the good? And then they play actual footage from the cast and crew's childhood as Barbie is becoming human, it is truly one of the most emotionally palatable and sob-inducing moments of the film. And at this moment, when I was watching it, the girl on my left was snotting into her shirt. It's really the only... You can only get this type of high emotions from a movie that hates uh, men. Yes. And is angry, an angry feminist piece. That's really the only place you can get something yeah, like yeah, this yeah yeah um definitely like every angry feminist piece has girls crying into their father's arms which i saw a bunch of children and you know young adults doing only yeah. an angry feminist piece could do that yeah and only an angry feminist piece would include shots of men in their montage of humanity uh in in the sequence about appreciating humanity you know 
because they hate men. That's part of being a human is hating men. So I don't think this movie even dislike. I don't think Greta Gerwig hates man. I think people forget that a man co-wrote this movie. Like Greta Gerwig's own husband wrote this with her. See, here's the thing. It's um when you're like Ben Shapiro and you have the worms in your brain that crawl around <laughs> and, and make you think bad the bad thoughts, you just see any sort of critique of uh, patriarchy as man-hating. So. It doesn't even really critique real patriarchy. It critiques like how difficult it is to be a woman. Like, I mean, I think the critique is there. It's the, the critique is that patriarchy yeah. doesn't work for everyone. At because all. it really only works in fantasy world, you know? <laughs> and even then, it barely works. Yeah. You just end up with a bunch of assholes and uh, slave women. <laughs> yeah. But, mm, hates women. Um, let's move on to our overall thoughts and our cheese ratings. Andrew, what did you think of Barbie? Just go fucking see it. Holy shit. Catch it while it's in theaters. <laughs> Absolutely catch it in theaters. I mean, there's just, there's just there's no excuse really everyone is watching it this movie will be in theaters for probably five more weeks after this episode releases <laughs> i really hope so i hope that this has a long theatrical run because i don't i'm really sick of movies like being in theaters a week and then being on streaming the next like day yeah well there's not going to be very many more movies for them to release to make money off of in the near future yeah so i think barbie's gonna, gonna stick around in- to the end of the year <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be in theaters for a while, Didn't I Didn't I just say in our Elvis episode, like, get used to it, Barbie and Oppenheimer are the last movies you're going to see! Yeah. I mean, what's coming out? Saw and Paw Patrol? I see people trying to make that a trend. Saw yeah. Patrol. That's not happening. I'm sorry. Did you it's see that happening. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles premiere, since they can't have actors or any of the writers or anything there? Um, they brought the I Like Turtles kid back in costume and full regalia. I did see that. What a what a what a cool guy. That's yeah, fucking I'm, strike breaker. I'm so glad he's a scab. scab. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it goes without saying. Neither of us are part of the SAG or the WGA, but we are fully in support of the strike and all that kind of stuff. I I see a lot of podcasts saying that, but I don't think we've ever had pretenses that we've had any official affiliations, and none of our reviews, I guess if that's what you want to call it, have been endorsed or are paid placements or anything like that and if we were we would have to bring that up um but no everything every opinion is our own and we we support um people getting a fair wage i think that goes without saying i i we are so not paid by warner brothers that i'm gonna go out and say it they fucking suck fuck them fuck david (laughs) zaslov especially warner do warner brothers are they part of the hbo thing yeah they own hbo max yeah yeah fuck them holy fucking shit they're taking Venture Brothers off HBO Max. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck you. Does just pay for that membership for nothing? He pays for that membership for me so I can watch Venture Brothers. That's why he <laughs> pays for it. And it's, go- it's gone. It's fucking gone. I haven't watched the movie yet, though. Don't spoil it. You know what pisses me off? They took all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies off, and I was really wanting to watch New Nightmare. What the f- why did- What the fuck? What, is- what do they gain? What do they gain from taking all their know. shit off their platform? Okay, but go see go see Barbie in theaters, not because you should support Warner Brothers or whatever, but because it's a really good fucking movie. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little upset that I love Greta Gerwig. I feel like she should direct a a proper stage musical adaptation. I think she'd do a great version of Company. I'm a little upset that her next project is directing three film adaptations of The Chronicles of Narnia for Netflix. And I'm like, I could give a shit about that. <laughs> like, literally, that is like the. I'm sure maybe she'll find a take that makes me interested. But God, I could give a fuck about Narnia. I hope that she goes all in, and it's just like this is this is about Jesus. Make me wanna fuck the lion. The lion is supposed to be Jesus. You need to be wanting to fucking him, okay? Mel Gibson got that with Passion of the Christ. He understands that when Jesus is on screen, you're supposed to be fucking hard. <laughs> you know what? The only person to understand that more than Mel Gibson is Martin Scorsese. He had cock out Jesus with fucking Willem Dafoe, the hottest man alive. That's true. But you know what? Who's close second is uh, is C.S. Lewis. Oh, yeah. that lion. He wanted to fuck that lion. <laughs> that was his okay, persona. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a plastic cheese. Um not because it's bad, but because uh, Barbie would eat that, you know? She wouldn't. She'd put it to her mouth and go, ah. She'd put it to her mouth and go, um. 
And that, that would be it. I love when she <laughs> is offered real liquids and then she tries to drink it and she's like, I'm not used to things coming out of there. <laughs> a lot of good gags. A lot of good gags. Um, I love Barbie. It was a good movie. I am giving it La Dauphin Soma Train, which is a pink cheese. And it looks not particularly good, but apparently goes good with raspberries. Yeah. And you know what? Everything goes good in pink, right? And pink goes with everything. Um, so yeah, if you can um go with your mom to go see Barbie. Um you two will have a lot of conversations at afterwards. You two fucking fellas. Yeah, I think I'm everyone you. should take their mom to see Barbie. Or at least your girlfriend. I mean, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, and then you guys will have a conversation about whether you're Ken enough. Kenough. It's Kenough. It, it's it's Kenough. It's not Ken enough. You know who is Kenough though? Me. I'm Kenough. I've decided. I'm Kenough too. But our patrons, thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on iTunes and Spotify, Musicals to Cheese. We're on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals. We're on Patreon, Musicals to Cheese, Instagram, Musicals to Cheese, YouTube page, Musicals to Cheese, Patreon Podcast, Patreon Cheese. Email us at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. Our keeper of the cheese is Juliet Antonio. Everyone looks good in pink, Juliet. <gasps> thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network for keeping us on the platform and for not kicking us off for talking such bad things about Ben Shapiro. I know you love him, Alan. Um, all right. Um, I do want to say, leave us a review on iTunes. It's been a while and I would like some more. We will read them on the show. It doesn't even have to be positive. It's just fun to talk about it. Um, that being said, go see Barbie and we'll see you next time on musicals with cheese. Cause I'm just kid. Anywhere else I'd be a Ted. Isn't my destiny to live and die a life of blonde fragility? I'm just kid. Where I see love, she sees a friend. What will it take for her to see the man behind the tan and fight for me? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>